Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one... The only Pucko Podcast! Disclaimer. The following podcast will be discussing things that we would like to see return in Pokemon Sun and Moon. While there are a lot of things that we will discuss, one thing that we've taken an adamant stand on is the fact that we do not, will not, and have not want Pokemon to follow us behind outside of battle. That being said, enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the 233rd episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here with my wonderful co-hosts, Viger and Snag. And we are here to bring you another Pucklicious episode of the Puckle Podcast with lots of Puckly puns. Uh, Puckle, of course, stands for the Un- Pokemon Underground Champions League, if you are new. Uh, it's a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007. And uh, we are more than a podcast, though. We are also a Pokemon community where we battle, trade, hang out, and have fun. So if you haven't already, check out PuckoPodcast.com. Uh, we're more than we're more than happy to meet you. Uh, I'm very excited. Uh, so we are going to jump right on in, I guess, today, because I don't have anything else to say other than what the name of our show is, and ask you guys, what have you been up to in Pokemon lately? Well, I just got done downloading pretty much all the distribution Pokemon that are available right now, which we will get into discussion in the news later. Absolutely. But I also I also have a super special announcement that I'd like to make on the podcast today. As of right now, Viger, a.k.a. Viger 13, a.k.a. Viger the Magnemite, a.k.a. Viger Steel-type extraordinaire, <laughs> and I am coming to PuckleCon this year. Are you? You know Ooh. for sure? This is the first yes. time I'm hearing about this. You saved it for a perfect moment. I did. This is the whole plan. This I think like these real, things this through. This is like a real like reaction right now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I I'm coming up to Ohio with you guys. Ooh. I'm gonna spend the time up there doing all sorts of puckly goodness. 
maybe showing Thatch how to play an actual session of Mario Party. Maybe. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Maybe. We'll see if we have Show time. him up. We will see if we have time. We have oh. so much more Pokemon to do. I know. Uh, so much Pokemon to do. Well, then uh, I'll then just show you how to win at Pokemon Tournament. Both of you guys are coming then. That's right. Yeah. This is crazy. We're carpooling together with Scrawn and Bo then. Oh my gosh, this is so cool. Maybe a few others that we pick up along the way. <laughs> yeah, should be a lot of fun. Nice, nice Whoever else is a road Whoever. We'll pick up anybody we find on the highway, give them the thumbs backward. <laughs> I, I am a little jealous that I don't get to go on the road trip. <laughs> oh man, okay. <laughs> We're just going to be having this massive like poke of the episode sessions. Like, let's randomize this Pokemon. <laughs> How competitively viable is it? <laughs> Van discussions. Oh, See, I imagine... I imagine we're going to do uh, more uh, Pokemon 20 questions uh, on, on the trip. <laughs> That'll, work. That'll work. I'm thinking of a Pokemon right now. <laughs> Speaking of that, like, uh, we just did, we recorded the TCG podcast yesterday, and this is going to be out before the TCG podcast, obviously. And, uh, I mean, I think, I think, uh, Jushiro isn't going to let Sublime and me play 20 questions anymore. Sublime and I, Sublime and I, like figured out the scientific formula to it, and it's uh, it's pretty bad. Oh, (laughs) I can tell you right now, it's gonna be super easy for me. It's like I'm thinking of a Pokemon, Magnemite. How did you know? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, let's try this again. I'm thinking of another Pokemon, Porygon. Oh man, how about you, Snag? What have you been up to in the Pokemon world? Uh, uh, very similar to what Viker's been doing. Actually, I've been uh, collecting the distribution Pokemon. Uh, there are so many of them. Yeah, we're gonna uh, talk about that. And uh, I've been uh, taking the time to actually uh, soft reset for some legendaries. I picked up a, a decent Mew uh, yesterday, and now I'm gonna be moving on to Celebi pretty quick here. Ooh. Mm. So. Ah. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know. That's good to know. I'd also, I'd also like to put out there because you were talking about the TCG podcast and everything and I was mm-hmm. thinking TCG wise do keep in mind I will be bringing up a break a breakpoint uh, elite trainer box to unbox and oh, we'll okay. see what we get I just and, I just opened up a fates collide box actually on Friday Oh yeah the fates collide whatever the new Oh my gosh let's okay. I'm just going to tell you guys right now I I talked I said some people are going to be really mad cuz they're going to hear me say the exact same thing on Thursday <laughs> but we are going to open so many Fates Collides packs. Oh, God. Because what's, what they do is whenever, so like, it costs $5 to get into a, to get into a side tournament. Right? You go yeah. and you buy a bunch of tickets and it's essentially you use a ticket to get in. Well, uh, as long as, like, no matter what, as long as you just play, you get a pack. Um, yeah. But if you do better, you get more than one pack. And right. so what happens is we all end up with like 30 booster packs. And uh, on top of that, they do these free eight-man pickups. And what's great is there's more than eight of us this year. So we yeah. could, like, take over one of those eight-man pickups. <laughs> and then, like, that's three booster packs right there. Dang. It's, uh, now, here's, mean, my que- now here's my question with the uh, – here's my question with the uh... – uh, event and everything. Yeah. The Pokemon event itself, how much does that cost to get in for like, anybody oh, like who would be in the area? Back, like, just to get in in general? Like, you're not talking yeah. about, like, nationals, like, competing. I'm probably not going to, I'm not going to be participating to, to in add, any. To actually term, get into, like, the convention center, it's yeah. absolutely free. Ah. Uh, the only thing that will cost us money is jumping in the side tournaments. 
unless okay. we're doing eight man pickups because those are free. Okay, uh, that'll be fine. Because I was worried. It's like, do I have enough play points? Do I have enough tournament oh, points for this? I'm not any play points to participate in side tournaments. Uh, you okay, absolutely good. don't. Um, if okay. you want to go compete in actual nationals, you need play points. Oh, I am nowhere near that level. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, just like I'll be I'll be right there to spread my TCG opening luck to everybody that I see because. <laughs> I did post this on the Blackthorn message board for uh, on Facebook that I got in one Darkrai 20th anniversary box. I got two Reverse Hollow Evolve Tiles and one Jolteon EX. Yeah. Oh, so, wow. well, the EX, <laughs> I think the EX proportionality for these are just like insanely high too. For the yeah. I, I mean, I I feel like we're gonna open a lot of Fates Collides because that's gonna be the current set. But yeah. a part of me is hoping that we just end up getting Generations boosters. Which would be, be even nice. cooler. I'd be really, I'd be really happy if it was generations boosters. That would be nice, because <laughs> yeah. yeah, I also find it really ironic because the last EX that I got, which was from just like a solo booster that I picked up on a whim, was Espeon EX. <laughs> so I got Jolteon and Espeon. Let's keep riding this hype train. <laughs> I'll be bringing more EXs to Puckle. Yeah, no. Um, as for myself, Pokemon wise, like I said, I opened some Fates Collide packs. Um. On top of that, I'm also working on, uh, I've been playing a lot of VGC lately. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I, like, I don't know. It's fun to get in these different metas because they do different things. I should absolutely be playing OU right now because of the Summer League. And I, I am being very bad at not doing <laughs> that. Um, because I, I haven't even finished building my gym team yet. It's awful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And it's, uh, it's just really, it's, it's gonna be a good time though. I'm, I, I'm having a good time with that. And I don't know. I'm just having a good time doing Pokemon in general. It's not whether you win or lose. It's if you have fun. Uh, it's like the Nugget <laughs> Bridge. Uh, I that played my true, best. Yeah. I have no regrets. <laughs> um, all right then. I think that's a good cutting off point. So we are gonna go hit it on over to the news guys and we will be right back at you. Cue all right. The epic music. to the news so in the news what we have going here is uh i think i think the biggest piece of news is that there is going to be news um (laughs) it was recently announced i believe on thursday that there's going to be a uh there's going to be some kind of pokemon sun and moon news coming to us on tuesday may 10th so unfortunately this show is recorded on may 8th so you will not be uh hearing us talk about that news until next week so, I mean, again, tune in for that. Episode 234, hopefully, is going to be all about that news. 
So I, I guess the real question here is, though, what could that news possibly be? Um, <laughs> and it, for me, I think it's actually a pretty big deal, it seems. Um, Janushi Masuda is actually has a countdown going down for it mm-hmm. on the internet. So that that's big. Oh, cool. Um, that's, that's a big thing. I, I mean, it means that he's paying attention to it, but he was also paying attention to being on Pokenshi, where he yeah. showed the same trailer all over again. Yeah, and, and sorely disappointed all of us who thought yeah. we were going to see something new. <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh, he did tell us there were going to be at least 10 new Pokemon. At least. At least. Oh, wow. Yeah, right? Isn't that nice? No less than 10. No less than 10. Um, that's, that's good information to have. So I guess with thinking about what's going to be revealed is, well, what do we think is going to be revealed? Well, um, okay, so from my past experience, I wouldn't – I'm going in just expecting, like, cover art and legendaries. Yeah. Um, the Junichi Most Masuda likely. thing makes me think it's going to be a little bit big- bigger. Um, I think there's a a chance, like, a sizable chance that we'll also maybe get starters, like, first evolution yeah. starters. And I think even more – uh, what's the word? More, uh, more likely. Uh, not more likely, but uh, the opposite of that. Less likely, but being very hopeful about it and starry-eyed. I think we may get a new trailer. Uh, that would with be actual nice. Actual gameplay. <laughs> That'd be cool. Because in my mind, we have about six months until this game comes out, and so six months until the game comes out, and we there's rumors that N- Nintendo's not doing a Nintendo Direct at E3 this year. That's so, sad, because they always do the best ones. They they do. I mean, I think the E3 directs are some of the best ones, because they kind of go all out for those. Oh. But I don't first, they, first they had they had Iwata and Reggie, like, beating the crap out of each other in Dragon Ball Z-esque fashion. Then they did that whole crazy Muppets thing, and then they even had the guys from Robot Chicken do their thing. So yeah. it's like, come on, they know exactly what they're doing to entertain it, us and everything. They, like, the directed presentations are really good, but I think Nintendo's kind of taking a breather here. Yeah, um, absolutely. Because we know that like Zelda is going to be the only playable game at E3. Doesn't mean it's going to be the only game shown, but it's going to be the only playable yeah. game. Yeah, they're focusing and, it more on the NX or whatever you, it's going to. If you look at the big titles that are coming out this year for Nintendo, I think the only one that's coming out before the end of 2016 is legitimately Pokemon. Yeah, because we know that it's one of the bigger ones. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, nobody. The only okay, di- it's like yeah, the only Tokyo Mirage sessions, right? <laughs> Like, are you hyped for that? I'm not. I mean, I, I didn't I'm even know it was a fan. thing. <laughs> I, I'm a there's, fan of Fire Emblem, and I'm not hyped for it at all. There's that uh, Kirby Planet Robo coming out. Uh, I'm actually a bit June. interested in that. Yeah, that might be okay. I always but... like the Kirby games. But... Is that for the yeah, yeah, it's for yeah, 3DS. But that's going to be like right around E3. Like, I think it's like the week or two after E3. I'd have to double check and see, but yeah. Uh, yeah. They're, they're definitely so, taking a breather, though, I think, until the NX launches. Just kind of, like, building up NX launch titles, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, I mean, it's definitely... I mean, I don't want to talk too much, like, video game industry. Because that's yeah. not my specialty, even though I have some, like, ideas about it. Even uh, though you are legitimately a scientist. This is not <laughs> your area of expertise. This is not my area of expertise. I, I talk Pokemon on the internet once a week. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not talking to you guys. Like, I'm not like the IGN podcast that talk about NX and stuff. Um, I, I do think that Nintendo's taking a breather year this year. I'm hope, thankfully we're getting Pokemon. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. And hopefully we get like a cool Pokemon themed 3DS for me to buy. 
Oh, that's probably going to happen. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. There's going to be five different versions, one for each starter, oh, and then there's going to be the two legendaries, and then maybe they're going to make a new Pikachu one. I don't know. I hope they're just face plates, and I can, I can go buy a new 3DS like the baby one. And, yeah. And get it. So um, so that's that's the biggest news. The other news is if you want a legendary right now, you're more than welcome to have like five of them. Uh, yeah. You can go to GameStop right now, pick up Darkrai on the 24th. You can, right now, until I think the 11th, download a Zygarde, which like will then mid-May. just... mid yeah. <laughs> which will then just be replaced by a shiny Yvettel, I think, is first. Shiny Xerneas is first. Shiny Xerneas is first. And then later this month, it will be replaced by a shiny Yvettel. And then it, you've got the legendary birds with their hidden abilities coming to you from the Pokemon newsletters. If you those are available right, those are available right now. If yes. you've actually subscribed to the newsletter, mm-hmm. they should be in your email right now. I thought I was already downloaded them. I thought I was subscribed, and apparently I was not. Um, which well, is sad. shoot. Oh well. And oh, no. Let me ask you, Thatch. Do you have a Articuno, Zapdos, and Moltres? I mean, absolutely. Not with their hidden okay. abilities. I also have the better hidden ability for Zapdos. I believe it's Lightning yeah. Rod. Uh, they changed it this generation. And, yeah, I know. I'm not worried about it. Um, <laughs> are, you, are you sure you don't want that Moltres with Flame Body? I mean, come on. I know, right? <laughs> They're like the worst competitive abilities, too. There's, like, no drive. I mean, oh. I guess I guess uh, Flame Body is better than what is the other option? Pressure? Pressure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, Flame Body's better there because you have like everything's a better than uh, pressure, if you ask me. Uh, okay, so there are times where I think pressure is pretty good. If you're playing Pokemon and you're against an opponent that's using a lot of uh, the moves that only use five PP, you know, right? That, that's really good. That pressure, <laughs> like, pressure, actually like Sandalure overheat. <laughs> well, like it, it legitimately like pressures the opponent because you only have four of those instead of eight you know what i mean with the yeah. max um and so like that's that's good but you know what uh flame body i'll take uh the rest of the snow cloak that's garbage and i don't need static either i mean um, there's other pokemon for that yeah another thing <laughs> yeah. that's happening which is super exciting is the johto classic the yes. johto i'm super excited Ooh. for this um i got i got really into the kanto classic meta that that showed up. So the Johto Classic is literally just an extension of that, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's a little bit different in that first of all you're allowed to use any Pokemon between one and two fifty one minus Mew, Mewtwo, Celebi, Lugia, and Ho Oh. But With no legendaries. Uh, yeah, no legendaries. But there's so much. It's so good. Um, uh, you're also allowed to use items this time. No Mega Stones though. Because that's yep. what Gold and Silver had. They introduced items. So you're allowed to use items. They didn't have now. Megastones. And they didn't have Megastones, don't lie. Uh, so <laughs> registration starts May 19th to the 26th, and the actual competition is from the 27th to the 29th. These are a single battle. I believe they're going to be 6v6, just like the Kanto Classic as well. So, yep. I mean, get into it. I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Going to see a lot of scissors running around. Scissors is probably going to be a good choice. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to do like a complete competitive analysis of it, but Ignition I think scissors... Bullet Punch is going to turn scissors... some heads. Scissors is <laughs> going to be pretty good. I think Tyranitar is going to be like turning heads. Oh yeah. Too. Oh yeah. Um, for sure. And let yeah. and let me see those mill tanks. Let me see. <laughs> well, I think we're going to see a lot of Machamp still. I think Machamp yeah. will work well, and I think an Umbr- I think Umbreon will actually be pretty clutch here too. Yeah. Not much can touch an Umbreon. In uh, in the Johto Classic meta, I feel. 
Yeah. You, you need a fighting or a bug type. And it may, maybe Scissor is a good idea to go against that. Or even um, Machamp. But it would have to hit hard. Umbreon's very defensive. Yeah. So you also we... got to keep in mind Porygon 2's bulkiness as well. Oh, yeah. Porygon 2. And it can run Eviolite still, right? Yep. Um, yeah. Now it can run Eviolite. So that's that's scary. <laughs> um, well, maybe we maybe I'll use that. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you should. I should. I'm just gonna put a team <laughs> together. I don't think I'm gonna actually practice this time. I'm just gonna put a team together and go and see what happens. All right then. Um, I'm missing something else. I think there's one other small piece of news that I forgot to talk about. And oh yes, Pokemon Symphonic Evolutions is making I think its last rounds in the United States before it goes to the uh goes to Europe. So next weekend, actually, the 14th and 15th, it will be in St. Louis. So we have some people there that should go to it. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, we also have, uh, what is it? Um, we also have Philly on July t- 10th, and I believe it is coming to, let's see, what's it called? Uh, LA during E3. And one other place, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, here it is. I found my I found my notes. Um, the last concert will be in Atlanta on November 9th. So check that out, guys, uh, if you have time. Uh, Pokemon Symphonic Evolutions is supposed to be, like, a great show, and I've never been, mm-hmm. and I'm really upset that I haven't been. Maybe I'll check out that Philly show. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. That's still really it's far away. not that far. That's still pretty far. I think it's, like, seven hours. <laughs> I have to drive like halfway through Ohio and then most of the way through Pennsylvania. <laughs> All right. But I then. guess I guess that's it for the news unless we have some puckle news. No puckle news right now. Um that's about it. So we will move on to today's topic after the short break. So we will catch or nope, that's not the end of this segment. No, it's so not. So we will be back right <laughs> after this short break. Hey, it's Thatch, and I wanted to let you know how you can improve your Puckle experience. First, you can come to PucklePodcast.com, where we have a chat box and forums where you can talk to many other Pokemon fans who also listen to the show. You can keep up to date on the latest Puckle news by following us on our Twitter, liking our Facebook page, subscribing to our subreddit, and following our Tumblr. Don't forget to review us on iTunes, though. It helps us find more people to come and hang out with us, and we can have larger tournaments because of it. And, if you're feeling generous, we also have a Patreon, where you can donate in return for some awesome rewards. And as always, thanks for listening, and for all the support you give us. Catch you guys on the flip-flop. And on to the topic today. Our topic today is things we would like to see return in Sun and Moon. Just features. We're not talking about, um, we're not talking about, like, Pokemon and we want to see return. I think I, sh- I, think I would like to see a Pikachu in this game. Uh, yeah. Of which, uh, oh, there might be a long shot there, Thatch. It Are was... you sure that might be part of the ten that he said were going to be in it? <laughs> no, no, no. It's ten new <laughs> ones. Okay, ten yeah. new ones. Well, we got. Well, here's the thing. We got like five new Pikachu's in Auras. So, <laughs> <laughs> are you sure it's even possible? Let's not. Let's not go there. Let's I'm making like a there. disgusted face as I'm saying this, and it's like you can't <laughs> even see it. <laughs> let's not go there. Well, I think I think the big thing on everybody's list is trainer customization. I think I think that is the yes. biggest thing that people want to see come back. People were very upset it wasn't an Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. And hopefully I, I feel like Pokemon is definitely taking is definitely listening to the fans to some extent, right? And we yeah. I think we'll see that come back. I don't think that's gonna be like a France only thing. I feel like it's gonna be 
I don't know. It adds to the game. Yeah. Yeah. It adds to the game. It, it adds to the personalization. You're allowed to go in. You can do whatever. I, what I would like to see is it, like, I'd like to see it um, advanced further. Yes. If anything, Give just us... let me, like, dye the clothes whatever color I want. You know, give me a yeah. Make it Animal Crossing-esque. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, sure, give, yeah. Us a, give us some colors to work with and give a, give the guys more clothes to work with, please. That's true. The guys did not get nearly as many options as the girls did. That is I mean, I'm glad I found my black t-shirt with a white undershirt and torn jeans setup that I like to wear and everything, but come on, I'd like a little bit more options, please. Speaking <laughs> of this, there's actually like a really cool Tumblr. I don't have the link right now, but there's a Tumblr out there where somebody like draws the trainers, like the custom trainers from uh, X and Y. Mm. It's very cool. Oh. It's very I'll have to cool. check that out. If you can find it, I think it's worth checking out. Um, it's just, it's, it's some of like, you hit, you hit those tumblers where like they hit like really good things that you really like. And that's one of them. Um, let's see what else is there. Uh, I, I really want to see the return of like a pokeball system, like Kurtz and gold and silver. Mm-hmm. I think this is something that Bo and I are real big on pokeball customization or just like different, t- the more <laughs> Different types of Pokeballs. Okay, so let me, let me throw this out here. I'm going to say any Pokeball that came out after Gen 2 kind of looks a little bit like garbage, design-wise. Like, yeah. Um, I am not a fan of the Dusk Ball. Um, I am not... Like, the Timer Ball is kind of cool, but not really. I, I don't yeah. like the Dive Ball design, and I don't really care for, like, the Nest Ball design. I feel like that's a very lazy design. And I don't know. It's stuff like that. I But Kurt's Pokeballs, I think those yeah. are just fantastic designs. You can agree or disagree with me. Bring back apricots, essentially. I was so upset. So if you go to the Pokeball boutique, boutique in Lumio City, you can see yeah. in the glass cases, like, different Pokeballs. And Kurt's Pokeballs are there. Yeah. They're in he the cases. He gets them around. He sells them. Not They're to you, ca- but to everybody else. Yeah, apparently not to me. <laughs> and I was so frustrated. <laughs> Let's not even get this. Like, I, if they could just bring back those Pokeballs, I think they are the coolest designs. And uh, one of the things I do when I build teams for the cartridge mm-hmm. and everything is what I'll do is I will see if that Pokemon can somehow be put into Kurt's Pokeballs. <laughs> like, it can be caught in gold and silver. Yeah. And can I get a female in gold and silver and catch it in whatever Pokeball I want? And then I will try to transfer it up so that such that I can breed it. Until yeah. <laughs> it has, until it, so it has that Pokeball. And the sad thing is, it, I can't do it that often to make a competitively viable Pokemon because a lot of the ones that you can catch in Gar- Go- uh, Heart Gold and Soul Silver back then require their hidden abilities to be viable now. And so the way breeding yeah. works, I'm sure a lot of people are aware, it will not let you pass down that Pokeball and get the hidden ability at the same time. I mean, maybe they could add some breeding mechanics to help me out with that. That would be fantastic for me. But uh, as an, as a, another nice gesture, what they could do is hand me Kurt's Pokeballs again. Yeah. Would, I'd be a big fan. I mean, I know the lure, they do different things nowadays, but I would be a big fan. Yeah. Well, one thing I'd like to see return is the Friend Safari. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Friend Safari needs to come back because that was very helpful with catching very powerful Pokemon and increasing the shiny rate. Not even that, but I'm, I was a big fan of what Friend Safari did for the Pokemon community as a whole. 
brought you together. It's like, oh, hey, yeah. what friends so far are you running? It's like, oh, I've got War Turtle, Frogadier, and Bibberol, but mainly just War Turtle and like, Frogadier. The Friends Safari <laughs> is the is the reason I have to delete friend codes to add new ones. Yeah, so you could swap them out and be like, which ones do I want? Exactly. I remember well, some of, I it's remember not some you. Of the... It's it's, like, <laughs> it's not you. It's the Pokemon. <laughs> I remember some of the old episodes. You had a a, a forum, and you guys were—I uh, yes, don't want to say pandering, yeah. but yeah, you were looking really hard to get though get as many people on there as possible. Yeah, we, we, went, we, we had, had to restart that f- thread twice. I think you had because, to make two. Of- <laughs> yeah, because it it uh, hit a hundred, and it's just like I can't physically add anymore. Well, and the other nice thing about the friends part is it's, it's really like that next level of interaction. I mean, the original games, you know, you had to find a couple other people to trade with. This is just that kind of next step into interacting with more people and getting uh, involved with uh, people across the world. No, yeah. it, I mean, I really... Okay, so I, I think I said this before, especially for our 20th anniversary episode, but I'm a big fan of how the Pokemon community, like, comes together. And yeah. it's probably the reason why, even after 20 years, I'm still a member of the Pokemon community. Is because of something like that. And I think Friend Safari is an excellent idea. Maybe they can change it or like do something different with it, but something of the idea of Friend Safari needs to be in Sun yeah. and Moon. I agree with that almost entirely. Well, no, entirely. I do entirely. I agree completely. <laughs> Actually, I, I, I cannot disagree with you on that one. Um, uh, what else? Is there anything else you guys like to see come back? I'd like to see like another gen 4 esque generation with the with the seventh gen like introducing new evolutions to pokemon that currently either couldn't evolve or are part of like two stage evolutions we talked about this a little bit and i mean i i don't want to go into like a rant about yeah. what i think is going to happen but there's definitely uh it looks like they're leaning more towards mega evolutions than anything else which is sad yeah right uh yeah that's all right as well to a certain extent but i'd like to see like more legitimate evolutions like what gen 4 did just take a whole bunch of pokemon that either were considered fully evolved or never evolved and give them an evolution i the the only problem i can see with that is gen 5 introduced eviolite and competitively that could just throw the meta incredibly off balance well, that's your choice. <laughs> well, I, I'm sure something like that were to happen. The, I mean, do you want to evolve, this. or do you not want to evolve, buddy? That's the question. Uh, if they need to, though, they can. Uh, oh, I was saying, uh, if they were to give uh, certain Pokemon different evolutions, and they were to Eviolite, they can, um, you know, they can uh, nerf and buff things if they need to. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it happened in this uh, in Generation Six where certain things got beefed oh, yeah. up, certain Absolutely. things other went down. So they can they can change it as they need to. But I, I, it but wasn't, I would I would I would dare to say that they wouldn't change it that dra- like drastically enough for an evolution. They they've definitely they like you said they did change stats, but they didn't change anything by more than ten base points mm-hmm. in Gen Six. I I don't I think the only one and I think the only super significant one was really Raichu. In my opinion, yeah. but uh, it definitely happened. I I agree with you, and I could definitely see them changing stats if they like lowering defenses if they need to. Mm. I could see that. I I'm a big fan of that though. Like I really like Gen Four and like having a lot of evolutions. Just make the evolutions more original, and not just every Pokemon gets fat. No, <laughs> you know, just give them a different design, like Sneasel to Weavile, Curlia to Gallade. Cool. Do stuff like cool. that. Uh, just like not that. Electabuzz to Electivire. I mean, Electivire yeah. is still one of my favorite Pokemon, but 
at the same Where time. Where did the wires come from? Fat, well, it's just fat, furry Electabuzz. I mean, yeah. look at Magmar to Magmordar. I think Magmordar, yeah, yeah, like, personally, <laughs> I am not a fan of Magmordar's design. And yeah. I, I'd, I'd yeah. say I'd be more impartial for more branched evolutions like Frostlass, Gallade, and uh, who else? Got a branch evolution in fourth gen because I feel like there a was branch, more than just branching those evolutions two. would be really cool, but they haven't added like a like like you said a significant amount since Gen uh, four, and yeah. I, but yeah. I would like to see like a Pokemon get something like you know Gloomed uh, Bel- Belossum for some reason. Yeah, or, maybe Belossum gets a new evolution or something mm-hmm. since so, it can't. I don't know. No, yeah. no, I agree. I mean, it's something that should happen. I want to see Something. an evolution for for Marowak. That'd be cool. Ooh, yeah, oh, I'd like true. that. That's a good new one. topic <laughs> episode. We, we already did this. Ep- we actually did evolutions this topic we like wanted three in weeks Gen ago. Seven. <laughs> we already did this topic like three weeks ago. Yeah, Pokemon that need an evolution. But, I mean, yeah. you, we can't get off that Sun and Moon hype train, so... I mean, no. Whatever. Yeah. That's something I'd like to see. Give us some more evolutions to Pokemon. Not okay. Mega Evolutions, not Primal Reversions, and for the love of God and all that is holy, don't give me of that Synchro Evolution bulk. Oh my gosh. <laughs> let's let's talk about how we don't want the Burst manga to come in to, like... Don't even get me started on like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> like if it nope, if it no, goes to the you. point where it's just like, hey, you fuse with your Pokemon, I'm gonna be like, no, that thank you. That the whole purpose of Pokemon. I mean, at that point, they become Digimon. Pokemon is supposed to fight. They don't do the same thing. I mean, at that point, they become Digimon, right? Yeah, like pretty that, much. That's legit. The next step in Digimon, like they do. Uh, um, so like we had, you know, original Digi, Digivolution, which is, you know, Agumon to Greymon. That's fine. Yeah. And then they're just like, you know, what? we're going to do this armored Digivolution, which doesn't really have a Pokemon counterpart. But then they're just like, then we're going to do DNA evolu- uh, Digivolution, which ends up looking a lot like, uh, uh, Zygarde, not Zygarde, um, Kyurem. Yeah. And yep. then you have... Uh, we're talking Digimon now. This is sad. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but it's just—it's showing how ridiculous it can be if it gets blown well, out of proportion. <laughs> well, in season in season, uh, what is it? In season three of Digimon, I I'm also an avid Digimon fan of just the anime, not the games. Yeah, um, I, I know you know, the games are doing somewhat well right now, so that's I'm not gonna slam them or anything. But uh, so in the third season, when they get to like their final stages, they actually fuse with like their human people. To some extent, yeah. and yeah. that's that's. I don't want that to be the next step. I mean, oh, we already have digivolving with Mega Evolution and stuff like that. But I don't know. It. I. I would hate to see that be a thing. Yeah, uh, I don't. I wouldn't want burst evolution. No, no, no that would that would be a bad. No, part. that's that's stupid. Mm-hmm. I don't want break. I don't want synchro. I don't want burst. I don't want any of that. I. I I'm all right with a few new megas. I'm okay with that. But I want some, like, standard, no going back, press B to cancel evolution. <laughs> I, like that. I like the adjectives you used to describe that. You gotta press I'm B. I'm being super specific up in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, okay. One, more thing, one yeah. more thing that I thought maybe this, this probably counts as two more things, but they both concern story-wise. I'd like a well-structured story a la Gen 5. I'd like a really good story like that. Something that's like more than just defeat the gyms, foil a team, become champion bit. 
Too bad. I'd like something that kind of involves you a little bit more, gets into more, literally like under your skin and gets you thinking, like, am I doing the right thing? Because that's when you know things are. So that's you when you know you're going to be Skyrim. Not that. I just want a more invested story, so like giving you more of a purpose. Be like, no, I want to do this because I know this is right. Instead of just you like accidentally walking in the wrong door and like, oops. <laughs> like almost every encounter with Team Rocket you ever have in like Gen One or oh man, Gen there's a button 2. behind this poster. I think I'm gonna press it. Yeah, and then you're beating up gangsters i don't know it's just give me more of a reason to for doing the things that i do that's fair. give me more of a reason to confront this give me a more well-structured story I mean, they kind of did that in black and white too kind of yeah they, well, like they, i'm like, saying gen 5 give me something give me a reason for why the story is gen here 5, rather i think gen 5 story like in retrospect was very good and yeah i'd have we, to say it was we, the strongest out of all oh absolutely of gen i mean you the problem the was time. they wrote themselves into a corner in the first yeah. black and white. They wrote themselves into a corner where they're just like, uh, maybe it's not right for everybody to like be fighting Pokemon. And you're just like, man, maybe they're right. Maybe yeah. like this is animal cruelty. Maybe. And then the way they do it, the way they get around that, the way they like write out to like make sure that you're on the same side and you play Pokemon is they like the next scene immediately after you see a couple team plasma members like pretty much just kicking a Muna. Um, yeah. Just and showing like, you how. Oh, these guys are obviously the bad guy. But let's ha- let's not have that scene in there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if let's they could think write about it well. this for a minute. I mean, and I just like a I'd like a, a Gen Seven story that actually makes me think about what's going on, rather than just oh, these are some good XP farms here. Let's I needed some Pokemon to level up. Let's do this. I would, I would go a step further, and I, I mean, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't expect this from, like, the actual game, but I would, in fact, much prefer seeing it from something like, uh, what's it, like, if we got, like, an XD Gale of Darkness type game, you know what I mean, yeah. Gen 7, I would like to see the return of something like that, like a side game of sorts, Yeah, I, I don't think cool. it's gonna happen, but it would be, I'd be a big fan of seeing that, there were, I don't wanna say more mature themes in those games, because it's still Pokemon, yeah, I but, wouldn't say go more mature, but just get it more in depth. Get there, the player thinking. There was, I don't know, it was just like not your general story. It was more RPG than yeah. Pokemon. Well, I mean, in that, like the thing that surprised me when I was playing through those games is there are there really aren't any gyms, there aren't any badges to collect, and so no, that was the one thing that surprised me. But yeah, I think, and the other cool thing about that game is also, I mean, they forced you to do double battles the whole time. Uh so I don't just, uh, but yeah, something along those lines with you know a a a like I said, a more in depth story would be uh, something might be a breath of fresh air for the series. Oh, yeah, absolutely, it would be. I mean, I something new, something there. fresh, something. And I think after the story in X and Y, a lot of people were probably saying that. And I'm hoping Pokemon just hears us. You know, maybe maybe they're listening to this very podcast. And yeah. I want to. I want to say. I want to say X and Y tried to do something big with the whole war and. Floet dying and everything, and then giant Death Star Doom Cannon and everything. They were trying to kind of up the ante and just be like, hey, there's some serious stuff going on, and you're probably the only one that can do it. I don't know. We've got this Elite Four, and we got this champion up here who's not really doing much, but you're here, so if you want to. I mean, like you, you said, like you said, Gen 5 was probably the best. Like, at the end of Gen 5, you have all the gym leaders, like, come and try to help you out, help out and everything. Yeah. 
It was literally, it literally made me feel like I was going against what N was believing. It's just like Pokemon should be free for their own benefit so that we're all prosperous and be like, yeah, I've done nothing wrong with mine and nobody else has, but you're just saying this stuff. So I won't believe you. And there's this literally like what it was doing, this clash of ideals, this yin and yang. Yep. You actually felt like here was your opposite. Who has the power, who has the strength, and who is the and who basically says, You're the only one that can stop me. So try. And it's just like Alright. I will. Numerous times because I've reset this game five times because I love this story so much. <laughs> one more thing that I'd like to say and then I'll try and pass it off to Snag uh, one, one last thing story wise that I'd like to see come back in Sun and Moon is let's see the dad again <laughs> let's just say he's another gym leader just give us the dad back I mean Gen 3 Oraz brought it back but it's basically just saying Ruby and Sapphire I don't really count as Oraz being something new It's a reba- it's a remake of something that already happened, but let's just bring the dad back. He's not dead. He's not missing. He's not in existence. He's right up the road. You can pop into the gym. You can say, hey, how's it going? Just give us the dad. Yeah. I don't know. I agree. Yeah. I, I want to see old pop off. <laughs> yeah. I would definitely yeah, agree. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll tap out now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have well, time for like one more, so go for it, Snag. Sure. Well, uh, for me, I suppose there are two two quick things. One is, I mean, the whole bottom screen from Auras. I mean, how that oh, has yeah. changed the way that we play the games with the super training, the dex nav, and the player search system. Uh, they'd be fools not to bring all those features oh, back. Please give us that back. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was so and, helpful. Exactly. I mean, it, it's just it's so so good. And like you've said before in the podcast, Thatch, is that you know the player search system almost makes it like a Pokemon MMO. I mean, it's about as close as oh, we're yeah. probably going to get to that. I think that's as close so. as we're yeah. get. Yeah, um, and then the other thing I think would be really cool to see is I like to see a rival uh, that'd be kind of in the same vein as uh, Blue or Silver from uh, oh, yeah. from uh, the original two Gen One and Gen Two. Yeah, I mean, I, I want a rival that I don't particularly like, at least not at the beginning of the game. Mm, that makes sense. It's like, do we want him to just be a jerk like Buttfart, or do we want him to be a jerk like Silver? <laughs> like Buttfart. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like Who didn't do that? Who did what's do my, that? What's my grandson's name? Buttfart. <laughs> I was actually, uh, speaking of that, before we, before we go to commercial, um, so I was, uh, I was, I was going, I was on my Facebook, uh, page. And so I don't post on Facebook very often. You both know that we're friends on Facebook. Um, And so what I did was I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to go like scroll back and see some of the things I posted back in the day. And I got so I got back to like 2011. Facebook doesn't like this, by the way. It starts to lag like real hard when you get back like 45 years. When you start going back in time. (laughs) Yeah, it lags like real hard. But I found this video. Uh, this po- really poorly put together Pokemon musical. It was done very well for YouTube 2011, uh, mm-hmm. but it's been five years. So YouTube 2016. Oh, it didn't age well. It did not age well at all. But it's just, it's really <laughs> hilarious because like they they have like the Gary character come in. He's and then uh and Professor Oak's there. He's just like, what's his name again? And he's just like he, he says something very crude that I'm not gonna say on the show. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, it, it's uh, it's very silly. If I can find it, I'll put it in the show notes below for everybody else to quote unquote enjoy. Uh, well, I guess with that, uh, we will close the topic off there. Obviously, we were going to be waiting to hear for your thoughts next week. So uh, without further further ado, guys, we will catch you on the flip-flop. Hi, I'm Thatch. And I'm Sarge. And we're here to bring you an important message from the Lumio City Boutique. They want to let you guys know that you guys shouldn't come unless you have lots of money because they don't want your dirty, poor people dollar bills. That's right. Uh, That's right. No no, poor people. Wait, 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 wait. They... Somebody thought this out and wrote that on a piece of paper. Yes, no poor people money. (laughs) No, no, this isn't acceptable. Like, Patch, we're too poor to actually shop there, remember? They're going to give us their cool stuff if we do this. Oh, yeah, dude, I do want that black shirt. Do you need that black? Go shop at the Lumio City Boutique, but don't bring your dirty poor people money. episode and welcome back guys we are here with your poke of the episode today national dex number 491 Darkrai, the pitch black pokemon the pokemon pearl uh pokedex uh information says that the folklore has it that on moonless nights this pokemon will make people see horrific nightmares that's probably true have you seen Darkrai? Uh, he is the stuff of a nightmare. I don't know. Like the only thing that confuses me about Darkrai is like the red thing around his neck, his like, collar. Is that is that a collar or those teeth? Is, is yeah, it looks like that's a jaw. A, that's, a, that's a collar. It looks like it looks like a jaw. Um, do you, Snag is one hundred percent correct. Yeah, it looks. It looks one, like a jaw. He sinks his head into it every once in a while, but. That is one of the better movies as well, the Darkrai movie. Yes, I will. I yeah. will go down. I will. I will take this to my grave, and I will say, Rise of Darkrai was the best Pokemon movie that was ever made. You can take that to your grave because it's not true. Um, <laughs> I was. I was explaining it. There's a. There's a guy in my group who plays Pokemon, and he's like a casual fan. And I'm. I'm just. He's just like. I'm like. Yeah. So I've got like this movie podcast going. Like, there's a guy who's doing a movie podcast for us, and. Uh, the, you know, they, they, I need to figure out a replacement or some kind of plan on how to extend that once they like run out of movies. He's like, yeah, cause they've only got like maybe like eight or nine of them. Right. I'm just like, well, more like, you know, 16, but whatever. And he, so I, I'm just, and so I was listing them off and I'm just like, so the, it goes like this. So like the high point of Pokemon movies, it kind of ended after Pokemon three and then, mm-hmm. and then you just go down. And then you have you have hills and valleys in that down, but it's never as good as it was. Uh, <laughs> so that's the way I I see I see it as one of the peaks in the trough. You know what I mean? Yeah. One uh, of those little bumps. <laughs> one of those. It, it's better than like, it's better than Pokemon Forever. Um, yes. that is all. <laughs> well, that's not saying a whole lot. No, but, it's not. No. <laughs> there are a lot of. There are a lot of bad movies, and Pokemon Forever is one of the worst. All right, but so anyway. so Darkrai, he's the he's a, he's a Pokemon. He he's at, in the Ubers tier, actually. Like all mythics usually are. <laughs> uh, yes, absolutely. They they are. Uh, 
they're in the Uber tier typically. I mean, uh, except for those things like the Mew equivalents, they're not typically there. But Darkrai's got high enough special attack, I think, to to put him there. When when you start getting not base one hundreds, that's when things get kind of uh, sketchy. Like his yeah. lowest base stat is seventy in HP, and then everything's ninety and above. He's got a base. Combine one. that with us. I'm saying if you combine that with his speed, that's where he gets really yeah. dangerous, though. Yeah, no, he's got a base 125 speed and a base 135 special attack. That's dangerous. That's just scary. he's he is terrifying. Combining he is that with a nightmare. His, uh, <laughs> combining that with his uh with his signature move, Dark Void, which I'm sure very many people are aware of that move, which is. Uh, it's an 80% chance to put Pokemon to sleep, but in double battles, it will let you put two Pokemon to sleep at the same time. And this is why we can't have nice things. And that, <laughs> that is, because Smeargle has access to that move, this is exactly why we can't have nice things. Um, the good thing, the good news is double battles did get, like, fixed to some extent, and the accuracy of that move actually goes down, because it's hitting two Pokemon at once. Yeah. So Dark Void, instead of being, I think, uh... 80% is like 60% in double battles. I can I can check that real quick. I think it drops like it by 25% of the accuracy it already has. So it's an 80% goes to 60%. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Um and so we have but I mean I I don't play too many too much Ubers. Uh or I he's also uh, available in anything goes if anybody's really interested in that. Yeah. But if you're really all I'm dark- seeing about all you, I'm seeing about dark you like, right? Right yeah, you? I actually do run a dark cry. Cause, what? Uh, just for fun? Or like Yeah, just for fun because well I can't run it anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> because okay. of that. But Dark Cry is I always say Dark Cry is very fun to play because he's he's a, he's a small Pokemon, if you ask me. Smaller smaller than most legendary and even mythic Pokemon compared to him. But this little guy, he can devastate entire teams with my personal setup of Dark Void, Dark Pulse for stab. Calm Mind to enhance his defense and increase his special attack, and Ice Beam for coverage. Oh man, I mean, Ice Beam's probably not bad. I think in, I think in, because uh, I always Ubers, say if you can't put him to beams, sleep, you can freeze him. <laughs> I think instead of Ice Beam, what they'll do is they'll actually run um, uh, Sludge Bomb for Fairy yeah. types. That too. Oh, yeah. Um, a good mm-hmm. nature to be would be timid because you just want to be as fast as you can. Yeah, uh, you want to run uh, two fifty two special attack, two fifty two speed, and a good way. I, I would, I would fathom. I, I'm gonna disagree with you on the calm mind, Viger. Okay. Um, and instead of calm mind, say nasty plot. Nasty plot would work too. Something I always, I just put calm mind because it raises both special attack and special defense. But nasty plot's an also as, as another good alternative as yeah. well to just nasty double plot, up I that think, attack. Nasty plot, I think, is a little bit better. You get, you get. Plus two special attack as opposed to just plus one. And, and plus one for the special defense. But like, yeah, just beef like, up that attack. And I like Sludge Bomb a little bit better just for the fairy threats. For the fairy eggs. Yeah, I was running this Dark Cry before fairy type was okay. introduced. Well, I just haven't gotten around to changing it. So, uh, But you can use bad dreams in a, in conjunction with Dark Void. I think you could you could be really mean. And you, I don't know if he gets infestation. If he got infestation, that would just be perfect. Let me check his moves. He, he may does or... not. He does no. Not. He does not nope. have infestation. He does not have infestation. But that would be just dirty. That would be terrible. Um, you could like set it up with like a shuckle beforehand or something, right? Yeah. Have infestation, and then just let infestation like keep working while it's asleep, and <laughs> at the same time, set up some leech seeds with something else. You know, just be really <laughs> nasty. Yeah. Uh. 
I was actually a big fan of a Ludicolo I used to run back in back in fourth gen. Oh, Lord. Uh, Bingo card. Yep. Uh, yeah, back there you go. I've been pretty good about not saying it. Uh, there's a Ludicolo <laughs> that I would run with a strategy of, like, it would just be really hard to kill because back then you just needed the flying type. To, that was the only thing that could really do a lot of damage to Ludicolo. And mm-hmm. they weren't very common. And what I what I was running was uh, a Rain Dish, Rain Dance, um, Toxic, Leech Seed, Giga Drain, and I think protect or something. <laughs> and that way you just sit there and you just want, you, you suck back the health and you watch your opponent die. Mm-hmm. It was, it was pretty silly. Um, all right. So Dark Rock. Uh, did we talk about his ability at all uh, yet? Uh, I, I just touched on it a little bit, but you can talk about it some more if you well, want. Well, yeah. It does have the, the unique ability Bad Dreams, which goes in conjunction with Dark Void. Bad Dreams inflicts chip damage to any Pokemon that is currently asleep. So, given the fact that Darkrai can learn both Hypnosis and Dark Void if you want to really double up on it, it can inflict residual damage while its Pokemon is asleep, which allows you to inflict damage as you're beefing up those stats with either Nasty Plot or Calm Mind, your choice. Mm-hmm. Or just raining more damage down with Dark Pulse or something else. Sludge Bomb or Ice Beam. But, yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to touch on, though, with Darkrai was just one of its physical traits. And mm-hmm. I love how the biology segment of uh, Bulbapedia's description of Darkrai says it. It normally does not have any sort of legs, but it is able to extend stilt-like appendages in their place. And I just think to myself, that is is horrifying. <laughs> Still like appendages in their place. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Okay, so Darkrai has a couple uh, cards in rotation currently. Uh, one of them is yes. Darkrai EX from Breakpoint. Um, or, by the much cooler name, Rage of the Broken Heavens. I, yeah, I will say that's a lot better. <laughs> that's a way cooler name, but whatever. Um, the Darkrai EX, uh, dark type, obviously, uh, 180 HP. Uh, for a double colorless, you can go ahead and use Dark Pulse, which is 20 plus, and that does 20 more damage for each darkness energy attached to all of your Pokemon, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, dark Head is um, one darkness and two colorless, and... It uh, it's eighty plus, and it says if your opponent's active Pokemon is asleep, you this attack does any more damage. But how are you getting your opponents asleep? You could probably use Hypnotoxic Laser, but that's only in the expanded format. I um, hate that card yeah, so much. Right? Um, I hate that card. <laughs> the other one's a promo card from XY. I'm not exactly sure how you get it. In uh, it's actually from a Phantom Forces uh, blister pack. Um, for a darkness and a colorless, you can do Hypnoblast for 30 damage, which, uh, puts your opponent's active Pokemon to sleep. But, for two darkness and one colorless, you can do Deep Wind for 60+, plus, and this allows you to do, um, 60, um, 60 more damage, and heal 30 more damage if your opponent's, uh, sleep. So you can do 120 and heal, uh, 30 to yourself. This is a card with 120 HP, so that might help out. As you can see, Darkrai handles itself very well when the target Pokemon is asleep. That seems to be uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's definitely that like... is its running that is its running shtick. That yeah, when you're absolutely. asleep, Darkrai is just gonna have a ton of fun with you. <laughs> but one card though that I want to point out that I think is one of the best Darkrai cards ever has to be the Darkrai and Cresselia Legend card. 
Oh yeah, what is that? That's that from, like, art way back is, in the day. That art is demonic. <laughs> it that really is, is terrifying. <laughs> that really card is. just exemplifies how powerful and sinister Darkrai can be when you're fighting him. Oh man, the legend mechanic was so dumb. But it gave us some beautiful cards. Oh, you got some really cool artwork out of it. I agree. Yeah, be Google, Google Darkrai and Cresselia legend card. And try to tell me that doesn't look. It's BA. a really cool card. I haven't I haven't pulled up. It's a very cool card. It's not very playable, but it, it's cool. No, well, it's like these promotion cards or whatever. Yeah, essentially. they're all out of circuit ever anyway. But well, it's act- these were. Jeez, you want to hold on to uh, these? So cool. Actual, uh, they're actually from an actual set. You could you could get these yeah. from boosters, but. It's yeah, just so much. Like you're not gonna buy. It. You're not gonna play these. Uh, well, if you have one now. Can I please have it? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Can I please have it? That'd so. be really cool. Is like to get is like one giant card or something. Oh, please! That would all be right. neat. get it all, all right. formatted. So that is it from Dark Ride. Unless Snag has anything else you would like to add. I think we we covered it. All right. <laughs> so if you want to learn more Pokemon stuff, you can check out FuckoPodcast dot com. We have a host of writers, including Snag. Um, and Viger. <laughs> yeah, I'm here too. Well, like, you're like a show regular. I didn't want to like, I, I forget. Um, and so we forget, have. I'm a co-host. <laughs> <laughs> and so we have uh, Snag, Viger, Whimsicott, Mickey Panda, Sublime, Jushiro, Scrawn, and Basket. I hit everybody, right? Yes. You've got everybody. Nope. No, I missed you somebody. Don't. I know I didn't. You missed Lock. Lock. Lock on. Got it. Oh, man. Doing a good job. Doing a good job, guys. <laughs> and so uh, you can check out all of their articles at FuckoPodcast.com. So, yeah, check that out. And so we're going to take a short break, guys, and we're going to come right back at you with the mailbag. It's mail time. It's time for the mailbag. Send in your emails. Check your inbox. It's time for the mailbag. Mail! And welcome to the mailbag, guys. As always, the mailbag is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros. The energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves. There we go. Uh, (laughs) Somebody had to say it delayed for some reason. I don't know why that's a thing. Um, but as always, guys, if you're new to the show, the mailbag segment is the segment where we will read emails written by you. Um, we typically have a prompt, and this week's prompt was what pseudo legendaries or what new pseudo legendaries you like to see um, in Sun and Moon. So we are gonna go ahead and just jump right on in to this email right here, and we're gonna keep the hype train and going. So I'm gonna grab this yeah, first yeah. one from Breeder Eddie. Uh, he said, so I sent an email last week asking a quiz question and wasn't expecting to be on the mailbag. Kind of embarrassing since I didn't introduce myself or answer the mailbag question. Oh, it's fine. We were more than happy to answer your question. Um, so I've been listening for a couple of years now and I love the show. My favorite steel type is probably scissor. Cool design, good attack and bulk. Hate the four times weakness to fire, but oh well. I didn't really like the design for mega scissor. It le- its legs looks funny. As for this week's mailbag... Is there a bug dragon type? Absolutely not. Uh, Yan Mega should have been. I love me some Yan Mega. I love bug Pokemon. 
I remember in Silver, I loved doing the bug catching contest. Ah, Silver. I never played Soul Silver. Anyway, catch you guys slash gals on the cat claws. Uh, Breeder Eddie. P.S. Hopefully this email was better than the last one. Absolutely was, but we enjoy listening to re- uh, hearing from you guys. It's some of the best stuff ever. Um, you want to grab this next one from uh, Youngster Soul? Youngster uh, like Soul? I've got it. All right. Pseudo-Legendaries. The question is on Pseudo-Legendary Pokemon. Well, as a scrappy youngster, I'd appreciate a new Dragon Pokemon because there are never enough Pseudo-Legendary Dragon types. Can you name one? Well, I guess there's... Up, 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 up. No, you can't. Nope, nope, nope. Another dragon necessary. <laughs> oh, but in all seriousness, my concept is a speedy special attacker that is Ghost Electric. I'm getting a Rodom-esque feel from this. I don't have an actual concept of its look, but neither type has really been explored in pseudo-legendaries, and both have some really cool Pokemon under their type. Because of its typing, it could easily have access to a Crippling Thunder Wave and Hex combo. And imagine if it had an ability like No Guard. Thunder or Focus Blast would work so good with it. Or perhaps it could go the route of being a prankster and cripple the foe with Thunder Wave or Will-O-Wisps. And or you confuse Ray and bulk up with Calm Mind and or Magnet Rise. I feel like most of the pseudo-legendaries don't require any strategy to use except maybe a Dragon Dance. Finally, Ghost Electric has a whole lot of weaknesses and strengths to it. Its weaknesses would be Ghost, Ground, and Dark. However, it would be strong against Ghost, Psychic, Water, and Flying on Stab alone. However, Ghost types are known for having somewhat versatile movesets, so who knows where its strengths may lie. Oh, I feel the tingling of excitement, guys. Don't you think this is a good idea? Yes, I do. I actually think a good Ghost Electric type would actually be really good. To add, I mean, all we have is Rotom, but we always use just Wash Rotom okay. as well. Heat Rotoms you sometimes. Yeah. Some days. Yeah, but <laughs> do you honestly see it yeah. being used that often? Uh, I mean, it's compared used more to Wash Rotom. I mean, Wash Rotom is definitely the most popular one. Uh, um, I'm more impartial to Fan Rotom. <laughs> uh, I hear no. Fan Rotom's Said really no good. one ever. <laughs> I think Fan Rotom's really good when it holds an air balloon. Yeah. Um, it's probably my favorite. Yeah. I mean, you got to make sure you're never going to be hit by a, a, an earthquake. <laughs> a ground type move. But, so, yeah, what do you guys think about a ghost electric? I mean, I'd be really happy if there's a good one again. Yeah, I mean, that, cool. thund- that Thunder Wave Hex combo just sounds so delightful. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, like and there, with no. I feel no- like there's got to be a way that that happens somewhere else. Yeah, rather than a Pokemon that doesn't exist. I mean, exist. It probably, I, it's probably not a Pokemon that's good. No. Um, I want to say, say Rotom might learn Hex. Can uh, it learn Hex? I, I'm already on the mission to find this out. Rotom does get Hex, and it definitely gets Thunder Wave. Of course. Almost every electric Pokemon has to have Thunder Wave in yeah. some capacity. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, we've already got our Thunder Wave Hex combo in Rotom, but it's probably too fragile to stand its own. Unless it had, like, a focus band or something. Yeah. So, but then, ability-wise, would No Guard or Prankster be more interesting? For uh, Thunder or Focus Blast, or for I, leading in with Thunder? Or I would Wisps? much rather like Prankster. I'm a big fan of Prankster. Like, speed yeah. is a huge thing nowadays. No Guard, yeah. I, I'm wary of Pokemon that get No Guard. 
They could be it could be really scary if done if, on not properly. Like I'm really scared of Fissure Machamp happening. Fissure no guard oh, Machamp God. happening. Um, oh lord. Which is well, definitely that's why we possible. have one hit KO clause. Yeah. I mean I'm a little scared of that happening. But yeah. I don't see it happening in the near future, thankfully. No. It would be an interesting setup to see though. Oh absolutely. Just like a no guard with some very powerful, inaccurate moves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That would yeah. be that would be very interesting to see. So yeah, I'm all in favor for a ghost electric pseudo. Yeah, no, I'd be a big fan. Yeah, it'd be, cool. it'd be cool. It'd be a huge deviation from what they've done already, but it'd be uh, w- wouldn't be unwelcome. That's for sure. No, absolutely, no. absolutely. Is that is that the end of the email? Yes, it is. All right. So you want to grab this next one from uh, Josh Hua uh, <laughs> Snag? Yeah, I'll get this one. Yo, yo, Puckle Squad. Young Joshua here. I'm a small-time poker tuber, tuber all the way from Cape Town, South Africa. Oh, my I gosh. Came across- so- Whoa! Let's just digest that for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Cape Town, South Africa. That's pretty cool. Wow. That is, that, I, am, I, I am impressed. I, I am grateful. As I just, it just struck me about how, how far away that actually is. It's <laughs> super far away. It's like the other side of the that, world away. That is a whole new continent across a whole ocean. <laughs> and like another hemisphere. Yeah. Yeah. I came across the Puckle podcast when I was online searching for some podcasts on science and medicine, a topic I also find pretty interesting, not just... Well, uh, you're in luck. Thatch here is a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> You got your money's worth. (laughs) A topic I also find pretty interesting, just not as interesting as Pokemon. I decided to search for Pokemon podcasts on the site I was browsing, and since Puckle had the largest following, I decided to give it a shot and haven't looked back. Uh, It's great being able to listen to you guys in my car on the way way to university every morning. It's like listening to the radio, except instead of hearing about politics and sports and stuff, I get to hear about Pokemon. Anyway, keep up the great work. For the mailbag question, I sat and thought for a moment. After what Thatch thought about pseudos, I decided that I, on the other hand, very much associate pseudos with dragons, or at least dragon-looking mons like Titar. Even and even though it very, and even though it very much is one, I never classify Gross as a pseudo in my head. Keeping this in mind, yeah. Keeping this in mind, I like to have two pseudos in Gen 7 just like in Gen 3. One dragon and one original. I only really have ideas for dragon, though. I was thinking an incredibly tanky dragon steel type, which can actually switch in on fairies. I was thinking a large, hulking design of a dragon, almost dinosaurish, with no wings and steel steel armor covering its whole body. I envisioned it as a quadruped with a stat distribution of a... Around 70-ish in speed, so it's slow, but not unbearably slow. People run max uh, speed uh, Azu, and that's only around 70-ish speed. So it's slow, but not unbearably slow. Uh, right, sorry, I think... Uh, I, I'm sorry. Yep. Uh, sorry. So around uh, only base 50 for yeah, base 50. Yeah. Yep, thanks, guys. All right. Um, around 130-ish attack, uh, under 100 in special attack, and the remaining points distributed in the defense and HP, giving it very nice bulk. Its ability could be something like battle armor or bulletproof. Oh, that'd be mm. cool. I'm a big fan of bulletproof. Yes. I haven't seen that. I mean, it would be kind of 
I feel like it'd be a little bit of a waste on a steel type because sludge mm. bomb's probably the most prevalent move you're going to see used. That's going to block. Uh, that's that bulletproof is going to block, and as a steel type, it's also not affected by it, so it's not as fun. But it's still really cool. Uh, it's a really yeah. cool ability that I, think I should actually be never. More. I actually never heard of the ability bulletproof, but it's because guess... it's only I believe on chestnut. Yeah. That's I probably it, that so. is the only Pokemon. For those of for those of you who are like me and have never heard of that ability, Pokemon with bulletproof are not affected by ball and bomb moves as well as some cannon based attacks. Yeah, so like so anything um, with anything with ball, bullet, bomb, and even Aurasphere or even cannon for that matter, don't affect Pokemon with bulletproof, and yeah, Aurasphere okay. is actually one of them. Wow. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty interesting that Aura Sphere is negated as well as anything Sludge, that, anything sludge that you Bomb, see being Shadow Bomb. shot at you. That's kind of yeah, this way. Any I sort think. of like projectile instead of a beam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's cool. Uh, just as a quick comment, it almost sounds like the uh, the Pokemon he's describing sounds a lot like Dialga, actually. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was getting a very Dialga-esque. <laughs> that, that's probably well, true. But it'd be, that'd be cool. It could, it could definitely use... Uh, a partner in, in uh, uh, as a pseudo-legendary. Right. Anyways, continuing with his email. Another idea could be a sleek dragon electric that's kind of a glass cannon with lightning rod. Uh, crazy speed and more physical offense than special offense, but with lightning rod could be a mixed attacker. Oh, wait, that sounds a lot like Mega Sceptile, except without the millions of weaknesses. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Before I leave, I had an idea for a future topic of discussion. Draft uh, draft league format. With the emergence of leagues like the GBA and the UCL, leagues have become so common, especially on YouTube. And after just finishing off my first season in a league uh, coaching the uh, Cape Arbox, I think it's a topic that isn't discussed much by those not competing, so I thought that would be cool. Anyways, thanks for the great podcast. See you on the flip-flop. Joshua. Nice. All right. Yeah, I mean, okay, so people have approached me and asked me to do, like, these draft-style leagues. Uh, they're a lot of work, um, but maybe. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm working some things out of my head. Um, again, I'm getting married in, like, three weeks or four weeks, something like that. Uh, <laughs> the answer is four. Um, and so there's definitely a lot of other things on my plate right now. Want that's priorities. I know, right? Puckle. Priorities, Crazy. man. Uh, I, I have so many ideas You can put that marriage off for a while now. We need league information right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have the Summer League, which is the good news. That's the good news. We have the Summer League. We have our normal leagues running pretty smoothly while I'm gone and stuff. And we just need to... Uh, uh, the, the only thing I'm worried... I have some ideas. And things are going to be moving forward again June 13th-ish. So... Just give me give me until then, the middle of June, and maybe we get some right. more stuff moving on. So our next email, though, is from The Japan Man. What's up, flopping flip-flop flippers? It's The Japan Man again. Thank you, Whimsicott, for your enthusiasm about Mega Farfetch'd. I'm disappointed that the small battle against Canada was won by Canada, but it's fair to say that his mailbag was superior. Um, see what I mean <sighs> there? Ah, ha, ha, ha. Without further ado, on to the uh, bag, and what do you think the next pseudo-legendary book should be? Picture this. A taller duck wearing a karate kid headband. I kid. Uh, that's what he said last week. 
I was all I was suddenly thinking of Hallucha yeah. there um, for a second. <laughs> something based off folklore would be cool, like Bigfoot with a ground dark typing or Nessie with a water grass typing. But if they do a dragon, it better have a cool cultural background. But I'd rather just skip the dragon for once. Flip flop and don't stop the excellent work, the Japan man. Alright. Alright. So you want to grab this next one from Pocket? Pocket. Pocket monsters. Alright. Pocket, pocket, pocket. Howdy ho, Sauchin Co. So about pseudo-legendary Pokemon, I'm a pretty big fan of Godzilla, so it's only natural that Tyranitar would end up being among my favorites, with Hydreigon being a pretty close second. I'd like to see Pokemon take even more inspiration from Godzilla and his kaiju brethren when making their next pseudo-legendaries. It may not be the most original idea, but lots of Pokemon have been inspired by kaiju since Gen 1. And even and they even directly ripped Godzilla and Mothra's roars for usage in some of the Pokemon movies. Yeah, Not too surprising since a lot of Pokemon since a lot of the Pokemon movies were presented by Toho. Because I actually recognize some of that. It's like the or it's like Palkia's cry is the same cry as that like lizard thing Obi Wan Kenobi yep. rides in the third Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. And then Giratina's cry is actually Gigan's cry from mm-hmm. various Godzilla movies as well. So it's it would be interesting to see that actually happen. I'd I'd like to see it, but we'll just see what happens. So here's my idea that's inspired by one of the big lizard's foes. It starts off as a little crab-like Pokemon with a bug poison typing. I see Scrun's already sitting up in his chair right now. <laughs> it evolves and resembles something closer to a scorpion, and finally it sprouts wings and stands upright, looking more like a dragon than a crustacean, ditching the bug typing to become dragon poison. That'd be cool. Scrawn is now on the roof, screaming and <laughs> hollering. I can sense it right now. <laughs> okay. Give it levitate for good me- give it levitate for good measure. The fairies won't have much of much won't have such an easy time with this one. The problem with this, it's yet another dragon-type pseudo, and I'd like a little more variety, too. Why don't we add a secondary legendary pseudo... or pseudo-legendary, like what RSE Ruby Sapphire Emerald had? I'd like to see a fairy myself. I'd kind of like it to look more like the traditional fairy from folklore, a humanoid with wings. As long as it doesn't actually look like a human and is closer to Goth Fatale. Well, that's all for me. Attached is a little Pikachu I drew sometime last year in my own style. Oh, he drew that? Pocket that's really cool. Howdy. Oh, that's cool. Here's an idea. Want to put that as the featured image for this? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's. Because the picture has him thinking. It's like, hmm, what do I want in Sun and Moon? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Snag. You can grab this next one from Jester. And I'll probably All read right, the so, one after that, since it's like a sentence. Uh. Sounds good. Jesturn votes for a fast poison ice mixed attacker as the next pseudo-legendary. I know, I know, it's one of the worst theoretical defensive typings, but the ability to hit fairy and dragon types fast and hard is super appealing. Yay, yeah, Jester. Yeah, the- <laughs> Yay, Jester. <laughs> yeah, that, right. that little, little be like a, a one-shot for two of the biggest threats in the, in the meta right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you want to get this next one then from our new friend, uh, Phoenix Scyther? Yes. Hello there, Puckle people. Phoenix Scyther here. Let me first say, if anything in this mail doesn't make sense, I've just reset my phone and it no longer remembers any of my regular regular used words. <laughs> 
<laughs> now, moving on, greetings from the tropical country of England. Okay, I lied. The weather is terrible, and I currently have on three t-shirts and two hoodies to stay warm. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like England. <clears throat> Sounds like Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> Today, yeah. <laughs> Firstly, how I got into the Pokemon universe. I've been playing Pokemon since the release date of the first Red and Blue games in the UK. I never did the standard stop playing whilst I'm a moody teenager. I bought every game on the release date and will continue to do so. I've never shiny hunted, never battled competitively. I have no idea how to find out what IVs my Pokemon have or should have, but I love every part of the games. Uh, Anime, yes, I've watched every episode and movie so far. And that is one dedicated That's Pokemon fan if I've ever exactly. said. <laughs> that is pre- pretty impressive. On to the mailbag. Pseudo-legendary Pokemon. I personally have gained a love for bug types recently. No, not Wurmple or Caterpie, but uh, the likes of Scissor and many. Uh, and my most recent favorite, Mega Pinsir. That dude was created by the devil. <laughs> if you have a good competitive moveset for him, that'd be great. Uh, but next other- episode... Da-da-da. Next episode, poke of the episode, Pincer. Pincer. There we go. It's gotta be. <laughs> but other than Vespiquen, uh, Pincer, Heracross, and Scyther all being relatively rare, I also see a huge opening for a top quality bug type pseudo. I don't know what you could do. I don't know what you could dual type it with. I think Dragon Bug uh, would be overkill on the Dragon pseudo, so maybe uh, Bug Rock or Bug Seal. Based the design on a. Darn huge cockroach with a mean streak. I'd also, that. yeah. That would <laughs> also, how cool would it be to tie the pseudo into the game somehow and have the insert evil team name here, goons, going after it, knowing they need something that powerful to subdue the rage of the cover legendary. Also, for us old players, difficulty levels would be uh, a nice touch. Change the levels of the gym leaders, uh, Pokemon, etc. Okay, I believe I've ranted on now, so I will disappear into the distance. Uh, damn, tree blocks your way. Phoenix Scyther's use uh, cut. Ocelot Vista, Flip Floppers, Scyther out. Alrighty. Okie doke. So, the next one. I get this one. This is from R Sigma. Oh my gosh, I know R Sigma. Uh, <laughs> We actually got to hang out at the premiere challenge last weekend, so it's cool. Um, hello, Puckalonians. He says onions, though. Uh, Puckle onions. <laughs> Called it, or at least have it for the time being. Last week, I considered resending my prediction after learning how barren Nintendo's E3 appeared to be. Then this week, we learned there wouldn't be an E3 digital event, putting it back in play for less than 24 hours before being confirmed. I'm still amazed the gems have yet to be released. Uh, anyway, on to the... On to this week's mailbag topic. I think it would be cool to see the next pseudo-legendary be Fairy Dark. The typing Ooh. gets immunities to the Lattice, Lattice typings and only has weaknesses to Poison, Steel, and Fairy. I think the typings allow for a base stage design that can be as adorable as Gumi, while allowing enough space for a fully evolved design that could rival Titar and Garchomp. Hopefully, but hopefully not in terms of stat distribution. Garchomp is kind of broken. I wouldn't mind seeing the abilities be competitive and defiant. Competitive, I would like to see more abilities for, uh, more Pokemon with a competitive ability. Um, yeah. I would, I also wouldn't be opposed to another Hoenn situation where we get multiple pseudo legends. A lot of people are like all for that. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. R Sigma, the Lacanosa Town Prophet. 
All right. So is does fairy do neutral damage against its? Oh no, wait, it's resistant to fairy, but then no, super no, it doesn't resist. Dark, it doesn't that's resist what, fairy. It doesn't resist. Oh, it fairy on fairy is just normal. Yeah, it's just damage. Normal damage. Oh, okay. Then that's why it would be super yeah, effective. Yeah, it'd okay. be super effective. Uh, you can get this one from Windmore Viger. All right, I'm a bit lazy on it because I didn't pull it up, but whatever. All right, here we go. Hey <laughs> yo, Puckalonians. Windmore here chiming in after a few mailbags. I'm going to keep it short and sweet this week, but I wanted to comment on my favorite steel type, Ferrothorn. I wish it wasn't so that my favorite steel type was pretty much the embodiment of OU, but it is what it is. As a kid, I always played deep in the woods, and I think a big part of my affinity towards Ferrothorn comes from that. I love the thorns and vines, and I think the, the green coloring really offsets the silver of its steel typing. As for this week's mailbag... I really want to see a pseudo-legend that shows some love to one of the weaker competitive types of the current meta. What first comes to mind is either poison or grass types. I'd prefer a poison pseudo, but would also hope they could use this chance to create a grass type with a unique typing that we haven't gotten before. Flops, win more. It would be nice to see like a grass pseudo yeah. somewhere along the line. Um, yeah, yeah. Grass, grass types don't get a lot of love. I'm gonna say no, that. they do not. <laughs> um, all right, you want to? We got this enough time for one more. And uh, how about you get this one from Ten Little Men, Snag? All right, sounds good. Hey, old Puckle Peeps, Ten Little Men, writing in to answer this week's mailbag question. Assuming I'm not too late, that is, uh, you did make it in time. Just in time, we're... too. We were gonna start recording at like one o'clock. And you you wrote in at twelve fifty four. Yeah, my clock literally says right now you sent it in at eleven fifty four, and my clock now says one thirty seven p.m. Yep. So you just made it, buddy. Considering how adorable uh, Gudra is, uh, how adorable Gudra is, the next pseudo legend will have to be one of the most repulsive, vile, and disturbing creatures uh, ever envisioned by humanity. Dragonite. With this- <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't stop my Dragonite. <laughs> reminds me a lot of Pete's Dragon, like the original one, not this new. Like we're gonna make a live action CGI Pete's Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> with this criteria in mind, it will most likely draw its inspiration from the Teletubbies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, keep going. Keep going. After all. That must be the most logical step after Gooey Barney. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, I must be going. Hopefully I made it in time. Uh, but there's so much soft resetting to be done. 20 abdominally embedded flip-flops, 10 little men frolicking away. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Holy Lord. <laughs> All right. So that that is it for our mailbag today. If you would like, oh wait, green Taurus badge. Yeah, um, green Taurus yeah. badge. Uh, anybody you guys think sticks out to you? I'd say Josh Hoo-ha. Josh Hoo-ha? I'm yeah. actually a big fan of Josh Hoo-ha as well. Uh, <laughs> I agree. I like that he called a squad spelled S-K-W-O-D. Um, yes. So, <laughs> Joshua, if you would like, you can jump in and grab the green Taurus badge at PucklePodcast.com. Uh, so, uh, other than that, if you want to participate in the mailbag next week, you can shoot an email to pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, our question next week is going to be, what things do you want to see return in Pokemon Sun and Moon? Let us know at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. In the meantime, if you want to do some more awesome, puckly, good, good things, you can come to pucklepodcast.com 
which is where we're all going to be hanging out. There's a chat box meetup actually tomorrow, May 9th. Um, so check that out if you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, on top of that, you should follow us on social media. We have a Twitter at Puckle Podcast, a Facebook at Facebook.com slash Puckle Podcast. We have a subreddit, r slash Puckle. And we have a Tumblr, Tumblr. or PucklePodcast.tumblr.com. I think that's how Tumblr works. And, I think so. I don't uh, tumble. <laughs> if you haven't already, please uh, review us on iTunes. It helps us out. Uh, helps more people find us, helps us become bigger. And lastly, if you have a little extra change jingle around your pocket, check out our Patreon. We have a lot of cool rewards there. It lets us do really cool things with the podcast and improve the show, improve the community. Uh, that's patreon.com slash pucklepodcast. And I guess I'm Trainer Thatch. I'm Viger. And I'm Snag. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.